0: Groups in Central America are headed home after being trapped in civil unrest. I'm Luke Luker. A positive job review nets the Prince William County Schools boss pay raise. Also ahead... Police say protests outside the homes of Supreme Court justices are getting too loud. I'm Nick Ainelli. A recap of the President's trip to the Middle East coming up in 10 minutes. It's 2 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour. Sponsored by Rocket Mortgage.
1: I'm Tom Foti in Washington, and we begin with a vaccine shortage, not for COVID-19, but for monkeypox. Demand for that now exceeding supply in major cities where the disease is hitting the hardest, New York and San Francisco. Correspondent
0: Michael George reports. The federal government delivered another 131,000 doses to states, with another 780,000 available by the end of the month. CBS Dr. C- John LePouc C- is CBS C- News' C- C- chief C- C- medical C- correspondent. And Dr. Rochelle Walensky, the director of the CDC, just told me she thinks that the supply is going to dramatically increase in the near future. Monkeypox spreads through skin on skin and other close contact. Anyone can get it, but so far it's primarily impacting gay and bisexual men and other men who have sex with men.
1: President Biden returned to the White House earlier this overnight after a short but controversial trip to the Middle East, Israel and Saudi Arabia. Correspondent Ed O'Keefe was on that trip. The president was a big draw at a regional conference of Gulf states hosted by the crown prince that included one-on-one time for Mr. Biden with the heads of Egypt, Iraq, Jordan and the United Arab Emirates. Let me state clearly that the United States is going to remain an active, engaged partner in the Middle East. We will not walk away and leave a vacuum to be filled by China, Russia, or Iran. Iran, especially, has been a big focus of the visit. Early Saturday, the White House warned it's now backing Vladimir Putin's war in Ukraine by providing armed drones. Now to Uvalde, Texas, where parents of the children killed in the elementary school massacre are to get the results of a state legislative investigation on Sunday. The focus expected to be on the much-criticized police response.
0: Basic law enforcement 101 is that you go to the th- threat they decided not to go to. It's heartbreaking. The blame for what state officials have called an abject failure has been placed primarily on one man school police chief Pete Arredondo I remember those shots being fired. But teacher Nicole Ogburn, who survived the shooting in a different classroom, says the video shows there's more blame to go around.
1: Correspondent Lilia Luciano, also in Texas on the Weather Watch, the Texas heat is dangerous. In fact, heat and elevated fire weather conditions expected in much of the country. The widespread, above-normal
0: heat concentrates north, closer to the Canadian border for the next several days, where we've got those brutal temperatures into the hundreds in South Dakota, and we've got 106, 107, in parts of Nebraska and Kansas, and then Montana hits 105 in Glasgow and 102 in Billings. But then as we get later in the week, it's Texas that's baking again.
1: Forecaster David Parkinson, this is CBS News.
0: This hour's newscast is presented by Rocket Mortgage. Need to know what it takes for a home loan to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. 203 Sunday morning July 17 2022 71 in the nation's capital some fog patches otherwise cloudy upper 60s to near 70 overnight Hello there, I'm Ian Crawford. Top local story we're following at this hour. A man is dead this morning after what D.C. police are describing as an officer involved shooting in Southwest. Department says it happened just after 9 o'clock in the 800 block of Wharf Street. Police Chief Robert Conti says two off-duty officers saw a person pointing a gun just outside a restaurant. It's not clear where the person was aiming the gun. That was recovered at the scene. The officers fired at least one time. The man was shot, later died. Isn't clear whether he fired first. A second person also hurt grazed by a bullet. No officers hurt. As we learn more about this developing story, we will bring it to you. An investigation continues in Alexandria this morning where police are looking for answers after a deadly home invasion robbery on Saturday.
1: Two people have died after being shot on Century Drive in Alexandria, not far from Duke Street. Police have made an arrest and say there's no longer any danger to the public.
0: They got the call about a burglary around 7.30 this morning. There are multiple calls of uh, possible burglaries in progress. Alexandria Police Chief Don Hayes. We're going to be here for a while um, with the resources that we have to make sure we cover everything that we need to cover before we leave here. Because again, it goes from like three different locations in the complex. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. It's 2.05. One person is hospitalized, another person in custody after a Thursday attack in Wheaton. Montgomery County Police say a man they believe was panhandling outside a deli on University Boulevard West tried to take the business's chip tip jar. An employee of the deli chased 32-year-old Bryant Wack. Officers say Wack pepper sprayed and then stabbed that employee. Wack was taken into custody a few miles away. Concerns, I should say, over inflation and rising gas prices in Panama are having an adverse effect on a local group that set out to do some good. It's because of widespread protests in the country over inflation and rising gas prices. Roadblocks stranded around 30 teenagers and chaperones from four Maryland Seventh-day Adventist churches. They include Frederick. Athelton and Columbia, New Hope and Fulton and Spencerville churches. The civil unrest has shut down much of the country, especially major roads, and it prevented the mission group from their final destination, where they would help build a school. A spokesman for the Chesapeake Convention of Seventh Day Adventists says all members of the group are safe and healthy, and they have made it through a brief window through the roadblocks in the early morning hours, and are now waiting for flights home. Luke Luger, WTOP News. It's 2:06. Three of the nine justices on the U.S. Supreme Court live in Montgomery County. Their homes have been the signs of protests ever since the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Now, county police say protesters are getting way too loud. Here's WTOP's Nick Ionelli. While Montgomery County Police Chief Marcus Jones says he wants to respect the right of protesters to speak out, he says they don't have the right to disturb others, including neighbors of justices, who at times haven't been able to sleep because the protests have been too loud. Protesters are utilizing megaphones, drums, and loud recorded music. He's warning that that could be considered disturbing the peace or even disorderly conduct, which could lead to protesters being arrested. There's been an ongoing concern about those protests. Last month, a man accused of plotting to assassinate Justice Brett Kavanaugh was arrested by Kavanaugh's Montgomery County home. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Any parent will tell you child care costs in our area not immune to rising prices. Here's WTOP's Acacia James.
1: D.C. tops the list as the most expensive for hiring a nanny and the most expensive for daycare. And that's according to a survey by Care.com of more than 3,000 adults. The average weekly rate for a nanny is $855, and that's 23% above the national average. For daycare, the average weekly rate is $419, which is 85% above the national average average the survey also offers tips to help parents save money on child care like discussing care benefits with your employer and setting aside pre-tax dollars to pay for care acacia james wtop
0: news just ahead a recap of president biden's middle east trip it's 207
1: them enough to listen to them practice the same song on tuba please be done over and over and over and over, then surely you'll check slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person,